0: Tune in to Geek Elite Radio. Good luck!
1: The future comes, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death.
0: I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys, and plead allegiance to no side. Welcome back for another shift on the Geeks Watch this week, John. Uh, Stephen couldn't join us, but we are gonna be we're gonna be taking a week off from Castle Rock, anyways, because she'll came out on Netflix this week.
1: Yes, I feel like Christmas came twice for me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, in between Christmas and New Year's, Netflix dropped their Black Mirror original movie called Bandersnatch.
1: Yeah, and I have a feeling it was. Uh very specifically tailor-made for Netflix.
0: <laughs> very, very. Uh, so if um, you haven't watched it yet, I, I, I don't want to speak for you, John, but I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yes. Okay, so uh, d- yeah, if you haven't watched it yet, go out and watch it. We're definitely going to spoil it later, so when we get to our review of that, we're going to spoil it. We're also going to do a review of Aquaman. So if you haven't seen Aquaman yet, uh, I'll just tell you now that I did not enjoy that movie at all
1: yeah it wasn't great
0: okay uh so we're gonna talk about aquaman we're gonna talk about bandersnatch um we're gonna talk about the trailer for us which dropped christmas day from jordan peele it was pretty good i really enjoyed it all right so we're not gonna have much for news this week but we are going to talk about those things and give you our reviews so Let's uh get into one piece of news first that I know that you're very interested in cuz you're a huge Transformers fan. L- Lorenzo De Bonaventure, who I believe is, he's the producer for uh one of the producers for Transformers. I think he's the main producer for Transformers right now. Yes, uh, he is. He has gone on interview to say that um they have a animated movie uh for Transformers in the works. And it's going to delve into the history of Cybertron. So basically, up to the point where we kind of see um, what's happening in, in, like, the story that we know from the original uh, generation for G1 Transformers, when the, you know they leave Cybertron to go to Earth, and it's kind of kind of the first ten minutes which you see in uh, Bumblebee. If you've gone to see that, it's. I assume we're going to feed everything up to there.
1: Yeah. And so if it's going to stay true to like the G1 timeline, which the movies don't really, uh, a lot of this basically happens about 400 million years ago in the past, Um, because when they first come to Earth, by the end of the Cybertron war, when they get to Earth, it's still like the Cretaceous period or something. It's, It's definitely towards the waning times of the dinosaurs. Um, and they they dormant there like inside a volcano basically right. until like the mid '80s, but yeah, this is what I've been clamoring for forever. <laughs> I've been saying like we need a G1 that brings it back. The first, uh, I mean, I haven't seen the movie, but it was spoiled on YouTube. The the first uh, what like five minutes of Bumblebee, yeah, the first, which five is minutes like b- a G1 fanboys like wet dream come true.
0: Yeah, it's it's very much it's very much like the um, in the very first episode of Transformers, you know, you see. Uh, what Cybertron looks like, and you see there's a big battle between the Decepticons and the Autobots, and even though you know they shouldn't have wheels yet, you can still see like uh, Bumblebee and and Optimus have wheels and the framework for what is a semi in a in a in a VW Beetle. Yeah, they're shaped like vehicles. But when they tra- when they transform into the the transformed version of themselves, on, on they don't look like uh Beatles or semi trucks
1: no the the biggest one that i remember too from the g1 cartoon was when starscream and the other jets transformed they're kind of more triangular yeah looking. they're just
0: like triangles like 3d triangles
1: yeah and that's kind of what they look like in that uh intro too yes. which i thought was really awesome uh sound wave still kind of resembles his boombox appearance. Right. And Optimus Prime also has the window panes for the windshield of his cab, (laughs) even though it wouldn't make any sense to have those. At this point, it's just like transparent breastplating, which is very uh, tactically disadvantageous considering what he's hiding in there. Uh, You know, you kind of need to have as much protection on that as you would want. It's true. Instead, it's got glass. But, you
0: know, I I always assume that it's... It's like it's like Tony Stark's nanobots, right? They can take on any form, but they can also be as hard as you need it to be. Uh, that's what she said. Ah. <laughs> um
1: sort of. Because
0: uh, I mean cause if you think about it when they transform from one thing to the other, like keys, okay? Like the the key to start up the ignition is that part of the thing that tra- they transformed into? Like is that part of their it can obviously come out. And then go back into the ignition or to the starter. Well, I mean, but it had to come from somewhere. You that
1: is more of a contrivance of trying to make it adapted to like you know the real world setting. Originally, it's just supposed to be that like their internals weren't even supposed to be anything close to what <laughs> is actually like. If you were to lift up the hood of any of those vehicles, it shouldn't look like an engine anymore. It should be the components well, of the. You haven't watched robot. Bumblebee yet, then. But- Huh? You haven't watched Bumblebee yet, then? Uh, I have not. Well, I mean, I've seen it in the trailer. When you look in the undercarriage, you can see his
0: face or something. Yeah, but that's the only thing. The rest of it, she literally starts him back. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> it's the beginning of the movie. Obviously, you know Bumblebee becomes a thing with her. She, start, she, she fixes him like she fixes a car. Okay. So, uh, obviously they've changed some stuff. Yes.
1: And that's not how it should have been all along. The reason why they're called transformers is because when they're hiding out on earth, they need to blend in. Right. But they're not trying to be one-to-one exact copies of what they look like, you know, cause <laughs> that would be ridiculous. That's just, that wouldn't even make sense. They're not supposed to be nanobots and they're not supposed to have morphing body parts. It's literally just a high tech style of camouflage that hides their true self which they essentially, I mean, if you look at it, like, there's some really resourceful kids that made some really cool Halloween costumes this year that I saw on YouTube, <laughs> where essentially they're wearing Transformer body, like, components on themselves. Mm-hmm. And then if they kind of curl themselves up in the little ball, they then take the shape of, like, Starscream or Optimus or Bumblebee. Right. But if you were to, like, open the hood of one of those, you're going to see, like, a little kid's head, <laughs> not an engine of a Camaro.
0: I get it. I get it. It's just that I'm just saying they they they're more sophisticated, too. But they are they are robots. Yes. A robot life form from outer space. So. So,
1: yeah, the movies try to make it that extra step further by saying, well, that's how good their camouflage is. They (laughs) mimic the internal combustion engine of our own machines, which doesn't really make sense because they don't need to. That's just an extra detail. (laughs) So yeah, I guess technically the key would be a part of it if they really want to go that extra mile, but I mean,
0: okay. I so don't know how to explain it any further. <laughs> he also went on to say in his in the interview that, uh, um, they're they're planning to make a Optimus Prime movie that has since been canceled, I believe.
1: I believe that they still said they had it in work.
0: but okay, if it's if it's canceled, then it's canceled. But I believe Bumblebees don't doing well enough that they might. It might come back around.
1: Yeah, the reason that I heard that they think they might cancel it is because Optimus Prime is uh, pretty like absent of any real conflict. He's the stoic, stalwart
0: hero, and yeah. But if you see Bumblebee, you can see where they would they would they would insert the story. Mm. So, because there's definitely a lot that happens between the last point you see uh, uh, Optimus in Bumblebee story, and then the, the next point you see him in the story. If that means if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, and they could show a lot of like the travels from Cybertron to Earth or whatever. But see, that's why I'm more excited about this animated movie that features more of the past because um, I've said this before many times and I cannot express just how awesome it is. But the war and fall of Cybertron games cover that time frame so well. And it's a love letter to G1 fans because they are very faithful reproductions of G1 uh, you know styles, while also modernizing it in a way that kind of blends it in a little bit with the Bay universe. So it's kind of a, a good compromise, I think. Optimus looks like you think Optimus should look like. Uh, the world actually has like purpose and story, and it's super crazy detailed. I still think watching just the end, the the cutscenes of those two games put together makes a better movie than the last four Michael Bay movies of the Transformer <laughs> series. I'll give the first one credit. It was okay. I think the third one's still good, but uh, that's that's me. It's they they get increasingly worse in quality in my opinion <laughs> to the point where I think in one of them there are several shots that were not completed and you can see green screen like
0: Oh yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> just, it's the f- fifth sixth one. Fifth one. Fourth or fifth? Fourth, one, one, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, well, you know, that's just the the state of the movie and that's we you know what what could happen, what couldn't happen. We'll, we'll see. Now, the uh I keep wanting to say This Is Us. It's not This Is Us. It's just Us. What is This Is Us? Isn't there this something This Is Us is a TV show on NBC oh, okay. that's very emotional. Like it breaks people every week apparently. <laughs> okay. Like people just break down and cry. Uh no, it's just called Us. It's the new the second movie, the sophomore film from Jordan Peele after making Get Out. And it's very highly anticipated.
1: It looks really cool.
0: So, Jordan (laughs) Peele, being a self-proclaimed horror fan from a very long time, made Get Out, which was very much a uh, social commentary as well as being a straight-up horror film. Or thriller film. Either way. yeah. Uh, His sophomore film, he has claimed it to be a quote-unquote monster film. And we really didn't know anything about this movie until, uh, w- other than, I'm sorry, until Christmas. But all, the only thing we did know was the cast. And the cast was made up of Elizabeth Moss, uh, Anna Duop Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, who was also in uh, Aquaman as Black Panther, Lupita Nyong'o, uh, Winston Duke, both car- both actors that were in Black Panther. And... Uh, few other people just some kids in the movie and 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 it's very out there
1: i love the premise i mean the trailer I, I was like yeah well let's see what this is you know get out was you know got some good praise i think it was you know deserved but you know we'll see where this goes and uh yeah as soon as it got to the the horror angle of it i'm like whoa this is cool <laughs>
0: Well, let's start off at the beginning. Uh, definitely, I think. Um, what's the name of the, the the rapper that's singing the song? Oh, I, I you don't know? Don't remember. It's it's the uh, "I Got Five on It" song. Oh yeah. I got five on it. Anyways, that uh, song apparently just you know went into Google search like so many times over this past week that everybody went and look, looked it up. But uh, yeah, it's definitely a 90s rap song, and you got the two parents in the front of the car listening to it and singing to it, and uh, you got the two kids in the back of the car being like, I don't understand what's going on here. <laughs> uh, which is also very not a good song. It's a song about buying drugs, I believe. That's uh, I think that's what they say, yeah. <laughs> so uh, as they're taking their family trip to wherever the beach the beach yeah. um we've come to find out that hey there's something going on mm-hmm. what did you get from it uh yeah there's like a family of psychos that start
1: stalking this family <laughs> and uh right from starting with the kid he sees another kid just kind of creepily standing on the beach and then uh later on that night you see a shot of uh a five people, four, people, four people standing creepily in the driveway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess the big revelation of the trailer is that uh, these are
0: essentially like doppelgangers of yeah. the family. They look just like the family. Yeah. Like, the f- I think the first time you see them, they don't have faces. They have like this weird like... Yeah, these masks or something. Mask faces or something like that, yeah.
1: But when you see the face of a couple of them, it is it is the main uh, family that we're seeing. Oh, yeah. It's definitely Winston but Duke and a little, Lupita Nyong'o.
0: a little deformed or something. Like, there's something wrong with them. <laughs> and the family all starts to go grab weapons and stuff like that. Uh, that's where the the scissor shears come into play that you see in the poster that was released a couple weeks ago. Yeah, which I mean, you always have
1: to have an iconic weapon for your
0: horror movies, and that looks like that's gonna be oh, puppy.
1: a big uh, a big prop item for uh, people
0: trying to cosplay this kind of thing. Um. Yeah. So, I I think you're you you said it best. Are you you're really excited about this movie?
1: Yeah, I definitely want to check it out now. I want to know where this goes. That's that's <laughs> how a trailer should be. It shouldn't be like that one with the dog that runs away from home and <laughs> just gives you the whole plot in like two minutes. I'm like, well, now I don't want to see it. The, well,
0: it is It is called The Dog's Way Home. Yeah. So you know he's going to make it <laughs> you home. he's going to get home, yeah. But then again, I looked at that again because I went and saw Sp- Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse again uh, and that plays in front of Spider-Man. Yeah. And I think there's a pretty like uh, interesting cut there, like editing-wise. Yeah. I don't cuz you the the guy the main guy turns around and he's like I can't believe it and then they shoot to another shot of the dog like running down the street. I don't think those are the same thing. I don't think that's the same thing. I don't think that's in the same like Well, maybe scene. the correct
1: shot has the dog coming back home with that bobcat. I think the, the
0: correct shot has the dog coming home in a box. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. Wow, that took a turn. Well, this is also from the same guy who wrote the book or the guy who wrote the book or the person i don't know if it's a guy or not sorry a dog's purpose yeah wrote a dog's purpose which is the one where the dog keeps getting reincarnated over and over and eventually finds its way back to dennis quaid but as an adult well oh, wow. adult dennis quaid
1: that was a that's a very cloud atlas style
0: yeah dog story there. yeah so <laughs> it it i don't know i don't know what what to take of this so this author likes killing dogs i would say that's that's what i'm getting from yeah.
1: it <laughs> you know anytime you see a dog movie it's either going to be homeward bound or marley and me
0: exactly yeah right you're, you, you it can't be in between yeah it's gonna be oh that's that's so sad <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so sad take some
1: tissues if you're gonna go see. honestly
0: it. when i first saw that trailer i made me think of bingo do you remember bingo uh, I remember Benji. Oh no, Bingo! So there's this kid. His father is a is a place kicker for uh, beginning of the movie. I want to say he's for the Packers and the and then in the middle of the movie he gets traded to the Broncos, and uh, they have to move from Wisconsin to Denver. And when they move, the kid's dog like gets left behind by accident. So mm. the kid just starts like having to make his pa- parents like pull over and let him pee everywhere like all the time. So then he, the dog can like sniff him out and and follow, and Bingo ends up with a bunch of different family me- different uh, people as he travels to where the kid's gonna be. Mm. You don't remember Bingo? I don't remember that one. Okay, well that's what this movie made me think of. You know what we need more of? But we need more Cat's Eye. Cat's Eye? I have, I haven't thought about that one in a long time. That's the cat fights the the troll, right? Yes. It goes through several
1: adventures s- and the last one is he fights that little uh, house troll that keeps trying to steal the breath of the little girl.
0: Right, okay. But
1: uh, at one point he has an adventure with James Woods, I believe. That's uh, one of the stories where James, Really? Yeah, James Woods. Why do I
0: only remember the part where the troll was Well, that the- was the most traumatic part okay. for a child. <laughs>
1: but yeah, there's one... Because there's like three or four stories that are all tied together with the cat and one of them is that... Uh, James Woods is trying to quit smoking, so he goes to this experimental, uh, like facility, and I think he ends up having to like. Uh, maybe I'm confusing a couple of the stories, but one of them is that the main character for that story has to crawl around the side of a building, like a, a, a skyscraper, for some reason. Um. I think I remember something about that. Yeah, yeah. All of these... Uh, that, that movie's weird. It's definitely crazy. Um, but yeah, Cat's Eye would be amazing. And that should definitely be in the uh, Castle Rock universe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember the time that cat was like... Was that around? was that Stephen King? Uh, I
0: believe so, yeah.
1: Oh, okay. I think so. it was a that's, Stephen King anthology. That's interesting. So,
0: yeah. I always thought that was an interesting movie just because it, it had the, the cats that that protect you from trolls or whatever. But like... I never felt like uh, a troll or a cat would ever protect me from anything, so that's why I didn't think no, that. No, a cat would leave you to die. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so th- uh, not this is us, us, us. us uh, had a great trailer. Definitely has us have has us peaked in interest. And in, uh, I, you know, I'm just I'm not even a big scary movie fan, so it's interesting that I'm interested in seeing this movie. And
1: I dig the fact that somebody who's coming from like a comedy background is deciding to do horror because one thing about comedy is that those people have to have really good timing. And I love how that applies to things like horror because, you know, they know how to space things out just right to really kind of make something uh, just get drawn in and pull you into what's going on.
0: Yeah. And and honestly, when I think of horror movies or thriller movies, I hate, I, I don't hate, but I don't like horror movies. But I don't even I don't like home invasion horror movies even more. Like, if that makes any sense, how I said that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is going to be interesting to see uh, overall. Now, uh, so I mean, that's all we really got for news and what what happened this week. is kind of slow because it's the holiday week. It's the yeah. it's the what uh, someone had a name for that the in between week between christmas and and new year oh i call it's it the, the holiday, holiday taint, taint. <laughs> yeah that's exactly right yeah so yeah the holiday taint no, so not much house happened would christmas be the
1: uh the front and new year's be the back end of
0: I, that taint I, I would say that'd have to be it uh <laughs> unfortunately but. Oh, woo-hoo. so uh let's talk about aquaman now this garbage movie came out and has been making all the money over around the world.
1: Well, it's a metaphor for the
0: pollution going into the ocean. <laughs> um, I don't. I. Just, I. I honestly like even. I. Okay. I know I'm a, a comic book fan. And, but I'm not. I've never really been a big Aquaman comic book fan. But I, I give him his respect. I'm not one of these people who's like, oh, he talks to fish. He's a nobody. He's like, no, he's the fucking king of the ocean, kind of thing. I just don't understand how people could like this as a movie. Can just be there and be like, "Oh, this is okay. I I'm, I'm okay with this." Well, I have a theory on this
1: because as I was watching the movie, I felt like I was a a completely like non-comic book fan whatsoever, like I just went into this blind and I just got assaulted with like an advanced level comic book story. <laughs> I feel Really? there was references and things here that I knew nothing about. Uh. I was just being bombarded. And there was just so much that I felt like there was no setup for. Um, Like, we get a small peek at what we assume is Atlantis in, in uh, Justice League. Mm-hmm. um, And it turns out that that's not even, like, Atlantis. Like, apparently Atlantis has, like, a international, like, underwater airport type thing to get in there's like a border <laughs> yep and there's like yep. sentries mm-hmm. it's crazy i'm like well where the hell did he go in the last movie why wouldn't the mother box be in there where apparently it's like more secure than anywhere else in the planet <laughs> it's like, why is it in this little like outhouse somewhere in the middle of the ocean somewhere I with think like two guards <laughs> that's
0: obviously the problem is that you can't take justice league as anything related to the rest of the dcu anymore like it's like they'll reference stuff that happened, but it didn't. It has no stakes in what's going forward anymore. Yeah, the only real reference is that people around the world now know that there's an Aquaman,
1: and he's essentially like an Instagram star, and that's pretty much it. Like, there's no other
0: reference to the other heroes involved. There's no. Uh, well, reference. apparently, there's a, the scene, and so like we said, there's going to be spoilers for Aquaman. There's the scene when he when when. Uh, Arthur is on trial in front of Orm and he's chained down. They have, you know, all these screens that are going around showing that this is how you help the surface dwellers instead of helping out, uh, you know, the people that your people that live under the water. There's a scene that's taken right from Man of Steel. So the part where Superman, you know, tries to save all those people on the oil rig and he gets blown into the ocean. Like, I guess aquaman helped by sending whales at that point or i've shit. heard
1: that since uh since man of steel came out that but that this was, this this confirms this it is confirming that yeah. that really was meant to be there yeah, yeah i thought that was kind of neat and i was wondering if they'd ever pay that off
0: but um but that's james wan just kind of painted off for the fans like for people on the, for internet. the ones that wanted it to be real yeah
1: um yeah this movie just didn't really like i i i get how it's it goes completely the opposite direction where it doesn't feel like it's for the fans. This is definitely for the general audiences.
0: Yeah, this is for the general audiences. This is for this is for Warner Brothers. This is like, hey, we can make your big tent foot pull, pull, pull movie and it's just gonna have a bunch of explosions and a bunch of action and, you know, very uh, amazingly good looking people to look at.
1: Yeah. I mean I'll give it credit where credit's due. I felt like the costumes were really really cool looking even <laughs> like the what i would have, have assumed would be the dorky uh orange and green i liked it aquaman too yeah i thought it, it looked it, it looked good on screen yeah i liked the the look of the armors of the different atlantean soldiers yeah black manta looked badass black manta's outfit out, actually looked pretty uh, cool i mean mira looked amazing whether she had blown dried hair or it was like soaking wet <laughs> She just looked. She, she reminded me of the Little Mermaid.
0: <laughs> she That's, very much did look like the Little Mermaid. That,
1: that struck me in the uh, in the childhoods. I think that was my first crush. I think. <laughs> Besides Elvira, don't tell her. <laughs> so, I just
0: I, to me the biggest problem was that there was it was obviously like five different movies. Yeah, it was crammed f- into one two and a half hour film. This should have only been a Black Manta story
1: and Oram. And well, all see, I feel
0: like later. that's what they they should they were doing, like because we didn't we weren't getting the Aquaman origin story in this because we kind of already got Aquaman origin story in Justice League a little bit. Um, so the way that they're doing it is like, hey, we're gonna give you the origin story of all the other characters. So yeah, we definitely got uh the the origin story for Atlanta and the origin a big part of it was the origin story for Black Manta, and which. It's kind of interesting because it kind of follows like the the Bruce Wayne story or Batman origin story. You know what I mean? Except for he's the bad guy and he he loses his parents instead of the bad guy killing uh, his parent. Well,
1: you know the old saying, we're all villains in someone else's story.
0: Yeah, but he is a villain. He's (laughs) in the middle of killing innocent people when his father gets killed.
1: Yeah, that's true. And he's all like, well, you got to help him. And he's like, but
0: your guys aren't the bad guys.
1: Like, (laughs) no. So, yeah, I I could see that. Yeah,
0: that was Aquaman's thing. And, like, he should have helped him. And and I like that it pays off later on where he's like, yeah, all I had to do, it took me, it literally would have took me a second to just lift that thing off of him and saved his dad. And it would have cost me nothing. And it would, I would not have an enemy right now. But so that you probably his, would still have an enemy, actually. Could have been his Peter Parker moment, Karen. Yes, yeah. that would have been his Peter Parker moment. That's his Uncle Ben Peter Parker moment. Now,
1: just kind of detracting slowly, because I want to mention this before we move past it. I did want to say that the main problem I had with the story, uh, specifically with the writing, is the clunky exposition that was throughout this entire movie.
0: Oh God! the The dialogue was so cringeworthy. Everything yes. they said, especially the the expository dialogue, the stuff where it's just like, "This is what we need to do." This is why this is
1: happening. Yeah, like I remember, like I I, I was still a little hungover from uh, Christmas, but <laughs> the um, the the very first sign that I was like, "Oh no, this writing is going to be horrible!" Uh, right at the beginning, when Black Manta and his crew are taking over that sub. And then Black Manta's father, for some reason, decides to just give him his whole family history. Yeah, right there, right in the, in the middle of a pirating adventure, it's like, "You need to have this. It belonged to your grandfather. He was the first Navy SEAL in World War II." Blah blah blah. And <laughs> they called him Manta. They called him the Manta. Yeah, and they gave and him then, a dagger with a little <laughs> Manta symbol on it. And then
0: you, would, the fact that. Black Manta acts all surprised by it. Oh, they call them Manta? That's awesome. And then you're like, well, you just showed up in a submersible that looks like a Manta Ray, so where did you think that was coming from? I mean, coincidence? Yeah, I I guess. guess. Uh,
1: a really happy, you know.
0: It's just that, and then, oh, they did the exact same thing later on in the final fight scene, the big battle scene, when mira and arthur decide to have this discussion about how you know they have feelings for each other and it's just like is this really the best time to be doing this like oh and what about the scene where uh like i want to say like
1: maybe halfway through the movie maybe not that long but uh the first real big scene where mira makes an appearance with aquaman and he says something like you know i don't even know your name i was like This is like the third time you've seen her in the movies, at least. (laughs) And at least once in Justice League. And once in Justice League. And like, you guys have never actually exchanged pleasantries. Like, you had a pretty in depth conversation in the last movie. Like, you knew each other. That's very true. And like, I was like, okay, so like, is this kind of a retcon? Yeah, that's exactly what it it is. I felt like, yeah, like, well, we have to reestablish these characters like they've never met, even though they clearly have, because.
0: We want to pretend the other one never happened, or something. (laughs) It was just—I don't know. There's just so many things. So, like we were saying, the first this first movie should have been all about Arthur going to Atlantis and discovering it. His brother should have welcomed him with open arms, and the the two of them should have been like Arthur should have been like, "Yeah, I don't want to rule, so you go ahead and keep doing it. It's all cool." Then you find out that Orm is doing backhanded things the main bad guy from the movie should have been black manta so we should have followed out his story a little bit more black Manta attacks and then you find out at the end what you find out in the middle of the movie or towards the beginning that orm is actually paying black Manta to attack yeah and then that would have led you into the second movie where then arthur can go and look for the trident so that he can be the true ruler of atlantis and take out you know whatever is going to happen and then we could have had our uh, Indiana Jones movie that they wanted to have that they had a, a section of right in the middle of the fucking movie. Well, I mean, they clearly had to find somewhere to stick
1: that the uh, you know Toto Africa cover. Oh fuck by. that
0: goddamn song! <laughs> Why is that making a comeback all of a sudden? Like Weezer, Weezer covered yeah. it. <laughs> And, and it was because some fan on the internet, I guess, was like, hey, could you cover Africa for us or something? Yeah. So they did it. And, and the th-
1: only proper way to do that is, of course, by bringing
0: Weird Al onto it. Yeah. So then... But then... Oh, because that's where the Sahara is, is in Africa. But we're supposed to believe that the Sahara Desert was was underneath the ocean? So then when... Actually,
1: that's kind of a weird one because according to modern conspiracy theory, they are saying that... Uh, the original historical Atlantis, had there actually been one, um, was probably in that area of the Mediterranean. Okay. That and um, that there might actually still be ruins. Like I'd have to look it up, but um, I've seen that a couple times already posted in like the conspiracy subreddit where <laughs> they say could these ruins have been the once uh, the fabled city of Atlantis that like Socrates or Plato mentioned somewhere? And uh, yeah, you see what looks like what could be like circular. Or, Uh, ruins that could have been a city once and that's in the desert and you're like well that makes sense maybe that's where it all started or something but yeah the whole thing is just very uh sloppy it's a very sloppily written story
0: yeah because we at the beginning of the movie we get this whole story about how king atlan uh fucking fucked up and made it so that atlantis and all the kingdoms uh went down below the, the sea level like he, because he he tested fate by fucking around with the the ocean magic or whatever, the and his trident, to his, Poseidon yeah, like. his trident that he made, and it made it like they got cursed to be underground or whatever, underwater. So the thing that sent all their kingdoms in under the water also made it so that they could breathe underwater. But then you have this other kingdom, which is the kingdom of the deserters, uh, which is becomes a desert. Get it? Yeah. Uh, it. It then became above water after it already went below water. I think that one just stayed above water. Oh, is that what it's supposed to I be? I believe that's what it was.
1: It just like it. Whereas it used to be lush and you know like tropical. No, or because
0: because he went there after, uh, to to sit down and fucking sit on his throne and hold the trident there. So it had to have been underwater when he went there.
1: Ah so then maybe at some point it just well but that's not where he was because he ended up being in the trench like in oh, the fort right. or whatever Oh that's right fuck Yeah, that was just like one of the offshoot areas that was just full of
0: relics. (laughs) That was where
1: they forged the Trident, apparently. That is
0: where they forged the Trident.
1: And, you know, I I hated that they did just such a casual mention of, like, Poseidon. And, you know, of course, that leans
0: over to the Old Gods, which Mm -hmm. would tie in with the Amazons and Wonder Woman. Because there's obviously, as we saw in Justice League, there was a big war between the Amazons and the Atlanteans. So uh, that would definitely have played out. Yeah, some he mentioned something about like how our people didn't get
1: along or something like that. And, right. But then he says that she's gorgeous, and it's because he was sitting on the lasso of
0: truth. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's wonderful. I it, This movie, I don't know. I, I mean, like I said, I get it why some people are enjoying it. It's, it's a big spectacle. It's just like Justice League. It's just like Batman v Superman.
1: I think it's doing great overseas, especially in China, because of the fact that you can't understand it. <laughs> and it doesn't bother them because it's like <laughs> we don't know what's going on. This is some crazy like hygiene stuff. So like, this is, like explosions, fights. The fights are cool. Ah, but I like see, okay, how strong. They make Nicole Kidman look in it.
0: Oh yeah, no, yeah, that fight scene's pretty good. the The fight scene between Arthur and Black Manta in Italy. That I think that was pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, but then anything that happens underneath the water, like especially fight scenes, then it the CGI on that. Makes me think of the CGI from Superman Returns. Like that's how bad it looked. To it's me. muddy. Man. It's so plastically, plasticky looking. So yeah, it's
1: like everybody has that smoothing filter
0: yeah. from uh, face, uh,
1: Snapchat or something.
0: Yeah, and 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 don't get me wrong, the Marvel movies aren't doing that much better. Especially like when you have War Machine or or uh, uh, Bruce Banner inside the Hulk Buster um, armor. Oh yeah, like you can see. The, the sea gene, yeah. yeah, you can see it. It's pretty bad. It's just this does it for so long. So it's 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 just I don't know the the hair flowing all the time underwater. I mean I don't know how else they would have done it. it. I don't know how you could have done it to make it look better because it's just gonna look bad. Yeah, Dolph Lundgren's hair was distracting in this. Movie. So distracting <laughs> because because it's like red and then it's the blonde underneath it. Yeah, the blonde roots. Yeah, and I know what they're trying to do. It's supposed to be like grey roots. It's supposed to make it so it's you know, he looks like an old man. But it's just oh, I don't know. It was so On the other hand though,
1: I really uncharacteristically dug Mira's like ballroom gown that she was wearing. Made out of jellyfish? Yeah, the <laughs> jellyfish gown. I'm like, how would you make that practically? Like I remember mentioning that. How do you get them to stay together? It's uh yeah, how do you get them to not sting you like constantly with their teeth? I was
0: thinking about that too, but I was thinking maybe they just don't they aren't affected by the stings of, of jellyfish. Oh, they're like clownfish. Like like they're just used to it, maybe. Maybe. Or you know, that's it's one oh, of Or the they
1: tell th- them like, Hey,
0: don't sting me. Well only it seemed like only Arthur is the only one that's allowed to talk to oh, see right. like
1: yeah they made a big point about that he's uh he's essentially like one in a million like has right. that ability
0: so her his mother could do it and his his grandfather could do it or i don't know was atlin supposed I think to be it was
1: atlin At- was the last one that could do oh it. is that what it was his yeah. mother didn't do it and uh, no they, there was no mention because otherwise she would have been able to talk to the the kraken or whatever that thing was called oh that's true uh, right. he had a different name like the chiss or something yeah i, I can't remember but i mean voiced
0: by judy dench what? Yeah.
1: I was like I I thought that sounded familiar. She, you know the the way the voice sounded. I don't know if you've ever played Not Gears Judy War. Dench. I'm sorry.
0: Who's who's Mary Poppins? Oh, uh Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews. What? <laughs> yes. So that's that was the big thing. Is that people were like she would come back to she's instead of being in Mary Poppins returns, she's in fucking Aquaman which comes out at the exact same date wow <laughs> I mean I guess that shows what she thinks of the property <laughs> I was
1: like I'd rather be an Aquaman than that church <laughs> I
0: mean I would say that maybe Warner Brothers paid her more money but I would imagine Disney has money to bring her back
1: well I am figured she read both scripts and she was like hmm Mary Poppins or the one where they say swamp butt <laughs>
0: I'm sure she. They didn't give her any any other script other than the part that she's in. It's just whatever she was saying. Yeah. The way that she talked, though, like I mean, cause she, I remember
1: hearing years ago that she had some kind of throat surgery because she had like, uh, like lymph nodes or something some going kind of on. Polyps in her throat. Or yeah. Something. So like they did an operation and it basically kind of like made her so she couldn't sing anymore. That makes um, sense. But uh, in this movie. I had no idea, first of all, that it was Julie Andrews, and second of all, it reminded me a lot of the voice of the Queen from uh, uh, it was uh, Gears of War.
0: Oh, I don't know.
1: Yeah, Gears of War has like the 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 female leader of the, like the bad guys just has like a really distinctive loud voice, and that that's that's kind of what she reminded me of. I even thought, ah, I wonder if they got that lady to do that, and it's like, no, it's just a different lady with a, now a completely messed up vocal cords. <laughs>
0: Uh yeah, so what you want to talk about the, the after credit scene? Um well more like a mid credit
1: scene. It's a mid credit scene, there no yeah. There's credits. no no after credit scene. Just I guess scene. it's just it was so like blah. I mean, I guess we assume that the Black Mantic character didn't meet his demise, even though he tumbled pretty spectacularly. Right. But, but the uh, suit
0: would have protected him, I guess, if anything. But the thing is, is that we get Randall Park's character. He is obsessed with Atlantean lore and the fact that it's a real thing and he saves uh, Black Manta, bring, brings him back to life and now Black Manta, the thing that pisses me off is that Black Manta wakes up, he's like, well, just make sure that I get to, I, you know, I'm going to go after Aquaman. It's like, well, how's that different than what you were already doing? You already had a death vendetta against him. Well, I guess they're supposed to help each other, but
1: we don't know who Randall Park is playing. So
0: yeah, it's and I think if I, I remember correctly from New Fifty Two when they brought they did the Aquaman stories, like he's the character that kind of betrays uh, Arthur in the very beginning of that. But I don't remember.
1: Yeah, in the beginning, he's kind of portrayed as like a conspiracy nut. Yeah, I was like I told you guys, Atlantis is real. Yeah, uh, he comes off real goofy. He actually reminded me he's playing the character very similar to the leader in um in the hulk? hulk movie yeah right. with uh, with edward norton okay. he's a little bit just just a little bit over the top mm-hmm. almost caricature right and then he's like clearly obsessed with
0: you know something with to do with uh, you know the hero so I also find it interesting that he's in this movie because he was just in Ant Man the Wasp where he plays the FBI agent that has to watch Scott Lang and make sure that he doesn't he doesn't go off of his house arrest. Yeah,
1: everybody has to be in two superhero movies now. Well this th- is Nicole Kidman's second superhero movie. What's the first oh uh
0: Batman, Batman Returns? Ret- no, no, Batman, Batman Forever. Forever. Yeah. Um I'm still waiting for yeah, B Sinker's return. But that's like that's decades apart. This is months apart. Now, look at Damon Ma- Juman- Jamon. Jimon Hansu? Jimon Hansu, yeah. Yeah, he's in this movie. He's the leader of the Myrrh people. The green oh, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then he's in Shazam. He's going to be in Shazam as the Wizard Shazam. And then he's also in Guardians of the Galaxy as the interrogator, whatever that guy's name was. Uh, he was the Pursuer? The pursuer. Accuser? Accus- no. Is it Pursuer? Ronan was the Accuser. Ronan the Accuser. He was right.
1: the. Uh, he was a, I think he was the
0: pursuer. Okay. Either way. Yeah. But I mean, I'm surprised he didn't have a role in Black Panther also. Well, I mean, he's probably busy filming this one or yeah, something. I guess. Uh, so that's weird that he's also he's gonna be two di- well he's not gonna be two different characters. I was just about to make a really racist joke. I
1: was like, well, like we we didn't see like uh, Forrest Whitaker and I was like,
0: wait, yeah, we did. <laughs> Forrest Whitaker wasn't was Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, but I was gonna say he's he's gonna be two different characters in the DC universe now, but his character died in in Aquaman, so
1: and plus you didn't I mean you obviously is a CG character he's not played by him. Nah, I bet you
0: it's face masking or mapping.
1: Well, even so, I mean he doesn't look like a human. He looks like a fish person. Yeah, that's true. He doesn't. It's fish basically person. a merman. Yeah, which that was an interesting thing um, that you know they made a reference to the fact that when Atlantis sank. That the, certain um, people changed. Yeah, there was like five races or five tribes. Yeah. And some of them evolved higher, so they became more fish. And others de evolved and became more primal. Right. So like you the, had the trench people. Yeah, you had the trench people, which looked like essentially like angler, angler fish right. with legs. Mm-hmm. And then you have the lobster people, which were the brine? The, the brine, I believe yeah. is what they were called. Yeah. Which kept, like, they look so comical in this thing. Yeah especially when they talked they're kind of
0: uh, your they were your your tongans right
1: <laughs> yeah all i kept thinking whenever i saw those guys on screen was crap people crap <sighs> i don't know what that people. means it's a south park thing no. but it's exactly what that looked like i think it was oh man it was like a boy band like in sync or something and it turns out that they were actually crap people and their whole plan was essentially to brainwash like American society. It was, it's South park humor, but yeah. they look exactly like that. They look like, you know, eight foot tall, like lobsters essentially.
0: So, uh, yeah. And then you had the the people of Atlantis who looked like normal humans and uh, so to speak. And then the, the deserters, which we don't get to see. So we don't know what they look like.
1: Well, they're all dead. I think yeah. I guess. They're, a, yeah. they're
0: essentially all dead. And then, and then you got the, the, the Murray people like you were saying. So. um, yeah it, this movie to me was just awful so i don't plan on watching it again but then again i probably will end up watching it again i at some most point, definitely
1: don't plan on ever falling into this and sitting down for the full like two and a half hours. yeah i probably
0: wouldn't sit down for the whole
1: thing yeah no it's, uh, the fight scenes were cool if they ever make a compilation of just the fight scenes and the black manta chase in italy and all that <laughs> i'd sit down for that some of the like literally, pun intended. Fish out of water humor was kind of cute, like with Mira especially. No, <laughs> I was like, I, I dug that. To me, that was so the the eating the rose. Yeah, I
0: mean that was cute that he did the he ate it too. Yeah, like instead was, of just sitting there and saying you're doing it wrong, like he's just like ah. Okay, I mean, and that it. was
1: definitely very uh, you know like Little Mermaid. Like you know that that was her Dinglehopper moment.
0: God, that's all I could think about <laughs> was
1: fucking Little Mermaid. Yeah, and I mean that's uh, that worked for me so. That's I, I I'm I'm literally trying like I'm doing my New Year's resolution early. I'm trying to find positive things and things I hate. So, you know, I'm, I'm listing that you know for as bad as this movie, I was I I dug a few things from it. So, it wasn't a total waste, but I uh,
0: probably would should have waited for the matinee. <laughs> uh, all right, so that excuse me, that was Aquaman for us. Now on to our main topic for the night. Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Holy cheese balls. <laughs> this thing was awesome. Wow, this was incredible. Like, who would have thought that a choose your own adventure movie would work in this venue and this idea? I did for one. Oh, did I've been, you?
1: I've been clamoring for something like this
0: for a long time. <laughs> I was like, wouldn't it be cool if we could do that? I mean, like, it definitely works for this venue. Like yeah. this is the way you could do it. I remember I remember back a long time ago when they were talking about theaters that, that would have an a b and c like button in front of you and you could pick it was basically that yeah yeah but it would be the the group consensus like you know whatever was the majority for the par- the person to do but obviously it probably wouldn't have worked out as well as it would as it does now
1: yeah well i mean clearly because that kind of went away yeah i remember seeing like a real quick news article about it when it first happened like i want to say it was the late 90s yeah early mid
0: 90s early late 90s yeah. i know it wasn't in the 2000s yeah
1: and uh, so that kind of just disappeared when dvd became like a the, the dominant format uh that option appeared in a few things and um, i remember even back in the vhs days uh, there were several board games that incorporated oh, VHS. Oh yeah,
0: I remember the board games
1: where you would you would have to like fast forward or rewind uh, to like to certain time, time stamps. Yeah. yeah, but that sucked because you know with that kind of format, it was a little harder to control than if you just skip to like a chapter. You don't right. Have to, you know, not go too far back or too far forwards. There was an iRobot game I remember playing like that once, and a Star Trek one, <laughs> and I think there was even a what was that? tv show captain power
0: yes yeah they they had
1: that too yeah that was pretty awesome but it was just i mean that was a you know in its infancy i feel like this is a much better realized version of it and it has i mean just from what we experienced i feel like it has so much potential so much yeah and the the movie itself i mean if you want to get into the plot now so
0: we get in I, i don't even know if we can get into the plot but the idea is that the there's this 19-year-old kid, He's it's in, it's 1984, oh. and he wants to make a video game. He's making a video game. It's based off of a book, a choose-your-own-adventure book, called uh Bandersnatch, and that's what he's going to call his video game. Now, there is a lot of uh, uh, mystery and controversy behind the book itself, because the author, Jerome F. Davies, uh, while writing the book, kind of went crazy and killed his wife and cut her head off. Yeah. Uh, the kid himself whose name is Stefan already you know has some mental issues uh before the movie even starts. Yeah, there's so, a
1: there's a few hints of some kind of butterfly effect situation.
0: Yeah, cuz he but other than that, I mean, yeah, well that too, but I mean, obviously he had trauma when his mother was killed in a train accident when he was 5. So there's there's a lot to happen in this and then Essentially, when you go into the different branches of the story, you can either go full on, uh, I don't know, mystical, as in the Bandersnatch demon is actually like controlling shit, or you can go uh, government conspiracy, whereas the PAX program and control studies, you know, where they basically. Are studying Stefan his his dad isn't really his dad or is his dad but has been con- doing experiments on him forever, yeah. or you can go uh, straight up meta <laughs> where he talks to us yes. the the viewer and there's that there's I mean there's a literally like I remember reading Choose Your Own Adventure books back in the day and it they do kind of they don't all end in the same like they don't have all the endings aren't the same like kind of thing like to me. I feel like I'm not, I guess I'm not creative enough because it'd be like, even though there'd be five endings, each ending should still be similar. But when those books, like they would be, you could start off at a karate fucking uh, championship and you end in a cave on the beach or some shit, you know, like it has absolutely nothing to do with it, but it's still the thing.
1: Reminds me a lot, too, of a Carmen Sandiego books. And oh, the, I don't think I've ever read Carmen Sandiego books. They're essentially choose your own adventures, except that instead of choices, you try to follow the clues. Mm. Um, but with the same result, you either find one of her goons or if you follow the clues properly, you'll get her. Okay. Almost like how that's supposed to work. Um, but yeah, some of the, like, I love how it plays with the notion of free will. Because that's at the center of both the Choose Your Own Adventure book that the game he's working on is based on. Mm -hmm. It's the central theme of what's happening to him in general. And it goes into, I mean, that ties into all aspects of the stories, uh, whether it's the mystical side, uh, the demon side, or the, uh, The the meta version of it which is, like, we're essentially the ones controlling him. He's just slowly becoming self-aware of it. Right. So it, it's so it plays so well with that concept. And it's like, this is the perfect marriage of, like, ideas with execution, I think. And it. As I was just, I don't know if you noticed, know but as we kept watching more and more, like, my smile just kept
0: getting bigger and bigger because <laughs> I just enjoyed this so much. I mean, it was a really great episode. I, I couldn't believe how, how well this worked out. Um, it, if you get to, I don't know, I guess the best way to talk about this is to talk about the different endings. Uh, yeah, and I mean, like, I guess we lucked
1: out and got the best slash also shortest storyline. <laughs> yes, first.
0: <laughs> so yeah, if you want to look at it <laughs> that way. So yeah, the what's called the sudden ending. Uh, the first ending is is if you can call it that comes early in Bandersnatch after Stefan gets the chance to meet his idol Colin Rittman and uh, develop his dream game. Uh, The first, the choice is do you accept or do you refuse to, to have a team work on this game for you? uh, And you, uh, you know, kind of thing where you'll have help and you'll be able to get the game done in time. We chose accept. And the idea is that, you know, with the team helping him to create the game, he gets it done in time. It comes out in time for Christmas, but it's too short because they kind of streamlined everything. Which is exactly how the story ends, too. It's yep. just the it, shortest one. It it's, it's, just it's, happens. It just stops, and it's like, oh, well, see, that was no fun. So <laughs> he says he's going to go try again, and that's when we wake up again in the beginning of July 4th, July 5th, Nineteen eighty-five, yeah, early 84? July, I forget. Uh, and he he wakes up, and it's this waking up like he's just died kind of thing. That's the thing that keeps getting me the way that he <gasps> kind of wakes up every time. Yeah, well, and that
1: ties into like that weird kind of groundhog state thing that was also kind of present mm-hmm. because the interactions specifically between him and Colin, the other programmer that he admires. Um, the other guy is either because he also has, like, a higher functioning brain. He's, like, the rock star programmer for this computer studio. Yeah,
0: this upstart computer. Yeah, he's computer uh, definitely
1: company. got one of those, like, he's on his own, like, level type situations. And we also see that he likes to drop acid and smoke weed and all that. <laughs> and It helps him see
0: the bigger picture.
1: Yes. And he says, uh, you know, in one of those, one of the storylines, like, yeah, like, none of this matters. We, like... It's, it's like Pac-Man, and then that's when he goes into this whole tirade about what Pac-Man stands for. <laughs> um, program and control. Program and control, but also the symbolism that you're just stuck in a maze and you have no real choice. And, and every time you consumed. think you're getting out, you're yeah, actually going you just back. Yeah, go right back, yeah. And he says, like, you know, what happens in Pac-Man? You die, you just start over. It's the same thing. You know, like, all your choices branch off, and, you know, even though you may die here, you're still going to keep living somewhere else and all this other stuff. And... He keeps making those references to him like several times. Every time they meet after that, he says, yeah, I told you you see me again or whatever. And he's
0: just like, what? And he kind of gets it, but he doesn't fully. See, but that's, that, that, that's another weird thing about it is that sometimes Stefan understands that he's gone back in time. Sometimes he doesn't.
1: I think that has something to do with uh, whether or not he takes his medicine because at one point we have the choice to not take it and that's when things really start going off the rails. Well, it's
0: not so much that we we have the choice of not taking it. It's the oh, choice well. to flush it or throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> he the, the movie's already decided that he's not going to take his antipsychotics. See, and that's the funny part too because it
1: makes you realize we don't really have free will either. No. We're giving the illusion of choice just yep. like they are. Just
0: like he says. Yes. He says in one of the endings... Is it, the, is it the super good ending for him? Or you, the ending where he gets the five-star rating? Oh, yeah. Uh, even though he goes to jail anyways for killing his dad? Yes. Is that true?
1: Yes, he does kill his dad. Well, he kills his dad in several of the endings. Yeah, but it.
0: does he get the five-star rating in that one? I don't know. Yes.
1: Yeah, because that's when they... It's fantastic. It's great. Yes, and yeah, so he tells... then they pull it afterwards yeah. because they find out that he killed his dad.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because he tells the, the doctor that... Uh, I I just found I have made it so it seems like the guy the the player thinks that they have the the choice they have the illusion of choice when I'm the one that's actually picking picking the ending. Mm, yeah. So there you go. That's right. And uh, this had a healthy dose of Easter eggs. It sure did. So definitely Black Mirror is Easter eggs. Uh, one of the main ones: San Juniper, Juniper Saint Juniper Hospital. Now this refers refers back to two past episodes. Uh, St. Jupiter Hospital itself is referred to in Black Museum when uh, we hear the story about the doctor who uh, gets that device so that he can feel whatever pain the other person is feeling, so that he can better assess uh, what to do. Yeah. And then he eventually goes sadist with it, and you know wants to, someone to wear it while he's killing them. Yeah. Uh, but then also goes back to San Junipero, obviously. So I, I mean, could this be some kind of simulation altogether? Well, that's
1: exactly what I was thinking too. When because uh, we also see that the the two other games that Colin was working on, like his pre- previous big hit, was Metalhead,
0: right? And it and it has a very big picture of the those robot robot dogs, dogs from yeah. Metalhead, yeah.
1: And then he was currently working on one called Nosedive, which was the... Uh, Even
0: though it's spelled differently, yeah. still... So was Metalhead, actually. Was it? Was it not... Did yeah, it, it not have? I know it didn't have the E and the A or something like that. Yeah, it was like M-E-D-D-L, and then head was H-E-double-D. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. It's 80s. But Nosedive. <laughs> yes, uh, the Bryce Dallas Howard episode where it's all about your rating on your social media and whether what you can get and what you can't get and... You know, which is really happening in China right now. So, Black Mirror is coming true over there. (laughs) Well, there are lots of things about Black Mirror that are coming true, (laughs) like self driving pizza trucks. This is true, yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's there's two. The one of the one other big one is the symbol that is this glyph that's constantly ruling um, Stefan's life at this point, and then we find out kind of drove, uh, is what drove James. P. Davies, crazy or James F. Davies? F. Davies. Yeah, thank you. Uh, is the also the symbol that was used for for white bear in yeah. the white bear episode?
1: Yeah, what I used to think was just supposed to look like some kind of like frowny face. Um, is actually kind of a stylized uh, symbol to reflect branching paths.
0: Right. So, would you like to go this way or would you like to go that way? Yeah. And and the idea is that you know, I I don't know. To me, kind of make me if you go down the the demon. Uh, Pax uh, branch of the story it's the fact that both James Davies has to draw the draw that symbol when he's mapping out what he wants his book to do Uh, Stefan has to draw that symbol so the constant having to draw that symbol causes them to then call upon the demon (laughs) Yeah, the demon packs. Yeah, to to then ruin their life and drive them crazy because they are because the Pax demon is the was it the thief of mischief or something like that the god the god of mischief the he god was of, he was some kind of said, demon like I can't that. remember
1: what it said yeah yeah the demon
0: of thief it, it kind of makes me want
1: there to actually be a Bandersnatch uh, Commodore sixty four
0: looking video game after seeing <laughs> that though it looks so cool uh, yeah because it was kind of like. It was kind of like a first-person shooter at some point, and then it was, and then he said it would be, it would also be like a, an adventure game.
1: Yeah, it was like a dungeon
0: crawler. Yeah, um, yeah, without exactly. text, without yeah. text. So, so yeah, that was all pretty cool. Uh, the broken computer ending. So at one point, you get you're asked if you would like to uh, throw your tea on the computer or or yell at your dad. Uh, we chose yell at your dad, but if you would have chose throw tea on it, it would have destroyed the computer and that would have been the end of that. It would have been the end of the episode. Which we assumed that that was supposed to (laughs) be. Exactly. Because no computer, no computer game. The Balcony ending. Uh, So if you would have... We chose to have Colin jump off the balcony. I assume if you would have chose to have Stefan jump off the balcony, it would have killed him and thus would have been the end of that. Uh, Let's see. The viewers told that to either force Stefan to take the leap or make him tell Colin to do it, the former choice ends the story with Stefan's suicide and... And his game is finished abruptly without him. Hmm. Uh, the medicated ending. So, uh, she gives him pills. You decide whether th- he should flush them or take them. We weren't given that option. Yes, we flushed them.
1: Yeah, but... Oh, we wait, w- no. Flush them or throw them away, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that,
0: was that was what we were given. Well,
1: actually, that is interesting because remember when we revisited previous choices stuff was back some of them were different so
0: yeah at one point we we were looking at a safe in the dad's office its their first choices were to, if the password was packs or if it was pack mm-hmm. and we at this point we already knew about the demon packs and we already knew about the uh the or er, the Man idea of being uh program and control but when we and we chose packs that kind of killed us though because the demon comes out and makes us start over. Yeah, but if we when we went back to that, it wasn't packs anymore. It was, it was toy. toy. Yeah. So when we typed in toy, we got uh, the the rabbit, the rabbit back. So yeah,
1: that was the most uh, butterfly effect ending because it led to our death as a child, which then killed him in the
0: present. Yes. That was bizarre. That was very bizarre. Yeah. To me, that kind of made me think that the timelines, even though it's parallel worlds, uh, that if the character died in one, he dies across the multiverse, which then made me think about the Colin character because well, very many often that when after he committed suicide, uh, in the other timelines he wasn't around. Oh uh, yeah so that I don't know that that kind of created a paradox
1: probably it's like you need to have at least one version of you alive or otherwise you'll kill the chain I guess maybe it's like the one
0: yeah Yeah. maybe gotta have at least one around (laughs) uh broken computer ending redux uh well let's see wait Uh, we didn't even talk about the medicated ending so uh it says, uh, "Given the pills, and you'll have to decide whether he should flush them or take them." If Stefan visited her after seeing Colin, he gets the pills, but the session doesn't go nearly as well. Once you take Stefan, uh, once you make Stefan take his medication, the story leaps ahead to another sudden conclusion. It's Christmas time. Stefan has been taking his pills for months, and his game has been released on schedule. But the critic only gives it two and a half stars for seemingly, uh, for seeming it would was made on autopilot there you go so the idea is at the one point where we had our decision to either go see dr haynes or follow colin we chose to see to go follow colin so then later on when we are forced to go see dr haynes uh that's when our our decision is to either flush the pills or throw them away okay but if we would have chosen to go see dr haynes instead of follow colin our our two choices would have been flush the pills or take them hmm. so that's why we got a different prompt uh broken computer ending if you're uh, tiring at bandersnatch at this uh, by by now it's your chance to call it a day for stefan butler and destroy his life's work as he struggles to finish his game and keeps hitting code coding Roblox, we're given yet another choice should stefan hit the desk in anger or totally destroy his computer uh we chose to hit the desk in anger um but he could uh i guess destroying the computer meant it was the end of the episode the meta ending uh the Vandersnatch most surprising iterations Stefan demands to know the truth. Who is controlling him? If you choose to answer honestly that he is <laughs> that his life is actually entertainment on a streaming platform in the early 21st century, he swoon he soon winds up back in Dr. Haynes' office to tell her about the futurist technology called Netflix. Now this was great because yes, we got there and the options were to say that it was Netflix or to say if it was PAX. I believe right
1: yeah the two options were uh, that other one was that symbol but no
0: that was the changed one when we went oh, back to right. it the first time it was PAX
1: yeah program and control
0: yeah so then if we w- when we went back to it it said Netflix or the, the glyph what did they call the glyph um, do we have a name for the did glyph did they not have a name no oh, maybe not the white bear glyph yeah So, uh, yeah, we chose Netflix first just to play it out. It was kind of fun. I guess we can call it the Bandersnatch. (laughs) Yeah, we can call it the Bandersnatch. Uh, He sits there constantly trying to understand what Netflix is, and the computer is telling him, or at least it's someone from the future that's watching like we are, saying, hey, it's a streaming net, net platform. Doesn't understand what that means. It's online. I don't even think that he would understand what online means. Maybe he would because video games... I mean, video games weren't really online yet, but he's supposed to be someone that's at the forefront of making a video game. He might know understand what online means. He might know networking. Out. Yeah. But then he goes to the doctor. The doctor says, Hey, if you actually were on in a movie, wouldn't more interesting shit be happening to you right now? Yeah, that's when it took a little bit of
1: a eyes wide open or was it? Eyes wide shut kind of moment <laughs> where things just went haywire.
0: Yeah. So he's like, yeah, things should be more interesting. And then we get the choice of yes or hell yeah. And we put yes, I think, instead of hell yeah. And uh, at that moment, he goes and he destroys the stuff on her desk and she gets pissed off. Or he throws coffee in her face. Or it should be tea, actually, because it's England. Uh, He throws tea in her face. She gets out two fucking batons and says, let's do this then, boy. And And we get another option. The option is to fight her or to run and jump out the window. And I get we chose to, to fight her because that seemed more interesting. Yeah. So as we fight her, uh, you know, I don't, it, oh, he, the, the end, it's, it's essentially an ending because he's like, uh, his dad comes in and he starts fighting his dad too. And then his dad drags him out after a fight scene and he's like, oh, that was interesting. Wasn't it, you dumb cunt kind of thing <laughs> as he's dragging him out? And then it plays, it goes backwards. But if we would have chose, apparently, as I've reading online, if we would have chose to jump out the window, uh, he would have stopped himself from jumping out the window, and then we would have pulled the camera would have pulled out. You would have seen that it was a set, and the director would have said, "Hey, dude, this is the point where we're supposed to have a fight scene. Uh, you're not supposed to jump out the window," kind of thing, and we would have got a very meta ending. Yeah, that's the, I think that's
1: one of the few we didn't actually. Get that's to watch. one of the yeah,
0: one of the few that we didn't actually. But see. But that
1: seems like very interesting. Like that would have been really fun. <laughs> Just that whole like how they pieced all of this together and and made this something that works and was really genuinely interesting to me is an accomplishment in and of itself, and I can only praise it enough. That I hope that they keep going with this. You know, like this is how I would want them. I mentioned this earlier. Uh, to remake the movie Clue, that would be great. Well, basically, you're playing Clue in real life, like with branching paths and everything, and have like every possible scenario filmed, because there's only a finite amount. But it would make it kind of fresh and interesting, you know. And with Ryan Reynolds involved, also funny. So, I feel like that would be the best way to do something like this. I hope there this more things come out like this. <laughs> in fact, I would hope that the next big thing is. Uh, Instead of, like, special features or director's cuts, you have, like, a Netflix cut of a movie. They had a thia- theatrical run. Mm-hmm. And then it also has, like, choose-your-own-adventure-style options as a bonus. So you can maybe see some alternate takes of what could have happened. I mean, that might work more for certain types of movies better than others, like Deadpool, for instance. Uh-huh. But it just feel like that's, that's where this needs to go. Like, this has so much potential.
0: Well, I definitely think this is an interesting uh, way to think to look at it, um, because as media changes, as it constantly is, and you know, virtuality becoming more of a thing, interactive media is, is what it's going to become about, right? Yeah. The more that you can engage your audience, the better, because they're going to want to move on to the next thing. You don't want them distracted either, uh, so. Yeah, we already talked about the other endings. The five star ending where he has to chop up his chop up his dad. There's the train ending where he he dies in the train accident with his mother, um, and then there's the the bloody ending where he kills him or he he kills uh, Colin also.
1: You know what? I wonder if you could retroactively go back to Groundhog's Day and turn it into one of these types of stories. <laughs> Huh. I don't know. I mean, it would require some editing, but I wonder if you could do that. Like, you just end up in killing yourself. In I all think that the movie movies. would only be an hour long.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what's funny? In retrospect, I would have rather paid full price of admission to watch Bandersnatch, and I would have preferred to watch Aquaman on a streaming
0: service. So, yeah, I would I would do the same. I, I'm, right, I'm right there with you. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I wouldn't feel so bad if it wasn't, you know, it, if it turned out to be... The other way around yeah that was some hard-earned money i threw away on that <laughs> um i think we're definitely gonna have to come back to this at some point just to talk about it some more maybe get some other people's input i would love to hear what other people think about this yeah i so. really hope we get some serious discussion going <laughs> and i because i think if you were to watch all the footage that was shot for it or all the different endings and stuff like that it comes out to about five hours if that oh, wow. was what i heard but i could be wrong i could have read that wrong doesn't seem like it would have been that much more that we we missed. No, because I feel maybe like. Maybe if you watched it, maybe if you played it all out over and oh, okay. over. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like that's Back what it, to back. Yeah, yeah. Including the, all the different Yeah, items. exactly. Uh, okay, so if you want to get a hold of me, I'm on Twitter. I'm at Michipedia, G E R. John's also on Twitter. at... I am at Magic Bollocks. The rest of Geek Elite Radio is at Geek Elite Radio on Instagram, at Geek Elite Radio on t- Twitter, and Geekly radio.com is our website, but you can also check us out on Facebook.com forward slash Geek Radio. Actually, I don't know. Make sure to to tune in on the first of the year. You'll find out more information about where you're going to be able to find us, because uh, that's going to be some announcement we're going to make the uh, first are of the we year. Moving? We might be moving. Ooh. So, uh, but still, go to our website geekleetradio com. Uh, check out archives of episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geekly Radio Network. But until next time, this is the Geeks Watch on the Geekly Radio Network. Saying, always remember to. Geek, Geek out. out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.